1: Market Watch is proudly brought to you by Top Sport, home of the Top Sport betting multi-gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day everyone, welcome to a special edition of the Market Watch podcast. It's proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Of course that is the home of the best of the best multis and make sure you download that Top Sport app today. I say it's a special edition because it's a New Year's Eve edition. We've got the the weekend coming up. I hope everyone stays safe, has a great time. Uh, I must say it's been about a decade since I saw midnight on New Year's Eve but anyway uh, other people might be different. The usual suspects Ah, here I'm talking about Tristan Merlahan and and Jared Condon from reading the play. Tristan, the number one seed, up there at Topsport And and um, I say good day to uh, you both. But um, you might have to clarify for us, Jared, what on earth is going on with you? You feel like and
2: looks like you're doing this one out of the, the broom closet. Um, how are you, gentlemen? Yes, well, it almost is the uh, broom closet, Jimmy. Yes, I'm uh, on the Christmas tour. We're um, been to Tamworth, in downtown Maitland, and now we are at Sydney and uh, I found a little cupboard to uh, hide in this morning while everyone's asleep and do the podcast. So here we are.
0: (laughs) It looks very, very nice, uh, Jared. And yeah, no, it's uh, last one of the year. And and I'm like yourself, Jimmy. I haven't stayed up for uh, for New Year's Eve for uh, quite a few years. Except I'm tipping the way the my little two daughters have been sleeping. I'm tipping there'll be a bang on the uh, other door about quarter to. Caught at a twelve when when the uh, when the fireworks are starting to get ready to go. So, but um, no, it's, uh, it's it's been a very enjoyable year, and uh, looking forward to finishing off with a bang and um, and starting the year. The most thing I'm thing I'm most excited about it for the new year is starting the lunch bet tally at zero apiece. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll,
1: we'll get to that very shortly. Just on that, Jared, is there anyone waiting for you to come out of the closet there?
2: <laughs> no, Jimmy, I don't have that many friends, so no, I'll I'll stay in here all day and see if they miss me.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, remember, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, the links, uh, uh, wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Megaphone, uh, whatever platform you use, you can see us on YouTube as well. We're going to talk test cricket, BBL, NFL, and of course, racing. Before we do that, gents, we like to go back and have a look. And now this is on the back of, you might have to clarify the exact amount. That went to the pass It on clothing Christmas appeal to Tristan, but a
0: big week of collects last week to kickstart the new campaign. Yeah, we did. We 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 made a payment there last week after the show, and the the figure totaled three thousand three hundred and ninety four. So that was basically just the contribution from the post NFL and NRL season to now. So it's a good little uh, good little kick along. I see Chris and the team are over in London as we speak, doing a bit of uh, research and development on. Um, on some new ways to assist. so they're they're doing great things as always. and um, we started off the uh, uh, the 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 new calendar um, process of seven hundred and ninety five dollars we got in the last week, uh, which is a great result. We had some good wins there, King of Sparta, the Giants, the unders in the in the Saints brand, game. um Jared was very bullish on that. I never got close. and then also Cincinnati. Uh, just getting the result against the Patriots on New Year's Day, but it's it's not how it's not how many, it's how. So well done, guys. Seven hundred and ninety-five in the uh, kitty at the moment.
1: So, Jared, we'd better go to a lunch bet update just for the listeners and the viewers. I know they're very interested in this. And, and just remember, as as Tristan said, there we're restarting of that. So a year end, we're looking for the you know world number one. Who is the world number one as far as lunch bets go?
2: Jimmy, did we have any lunch bets last week? I lost track of that with the uh, Christmas cheer.
1: There were so many you had that you lost that I would have lost track of them as well.
2: Yes, yes. It was the biggest week for me and the biggest losing week. I had four lunch bets, two to you and two to Tristan, and uh, dropped them all. And I've got to tell you, um, by the end of Boxing Day, uh, I was in a pretty cranky mood. So it's a lovely way that we now finish the year, and I get to hand the trophy over to you, Jimmy. And I've actually... As I told you off air, I have ordered a very special lunch bet trophy, which we'll reveal to you in the new year. But the uh, telly ended up with uh, you at plus five, me at minus two, and Tristan at minus nine. The really good thing out of all of that was during the course of the last 12 months, we had 75 lunch bets, which between the three of us contributed 3750 of our own coin, as donations across the parcel of clothing and their Christmas appeal, which is still running at the moment, uh, sitting at $14,000, uh, which is outstanding. They do have a goal of 20,000 to try and achieve. Um, and we saw some amazing photos of them out and about uh, giving out wrapped Christmas gifts to uh, the less fortunate over the last three weeks. So um, yep, uh, lunch bet tally, Jimmy, you know, really good news is next week we start afresh.
1: Yeah, don't worry. Tristan keeps reminding me during the course of the week. So, um, just on that, I'm just looking at 1250 1,250. I've, I've I 130 lost 25, so um, strike rate there. But are you able to provide a um, receipt for that, uh, Tristan? At all with it? Well, I'm taking that come tax time. But anyway, uh, if that, if you do want to make a contribution to pass it on, clothing they are. Indeed, a registered charity, so you uh, you do get the tax deduction uh, associated with that one as well. Hey, boys, we've got um, a day early, uh, an end to the Boxing Day Test match. That means they get six days rest. These cricketers going into the Sydney Test match. Um, before we get to the market on that one, Tristan, love to get your thoughts on. Yeah, you know, we're trying to work out, aren't we? Is this a really poor South African side? Is it a really good Australian side? Or is it a combination of the two?
0: I think it's probably a combination of of the two. I, I think um, the 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 Aussie Test side at the moment is is world class, particularly on our conditions. Um, I, I think the batting side. I, I think they they are vulnerable. The Aussies, if if you can get to them early, but once they get set, they're very very hard to to get out. And 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 I think the South African side probably did what a lot of us and, and the market suggested would occur, where they. They showed periods of really good intensity with the ball, but their batting lineup is just so subpar. And 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 I know you know the pitch played a lot of uh, was was a major talking point at the Gabba. Um, but I I think both Jared and I touched on it that some of the batting by the South Africans in that test were was pretty ordinary. And obviously the greenness of it you know probably gave them some excuses. But the way they performed and some of the poor decisions. Um, you know, a couple of those runouts there yesterday were were disgraceful for for Test cricket when your sides up up against the wall, and, and and I think you'd have to feel pretty disappointed. Like some of those bowlers just ripped in. Even like seeing how they bowled to Warner and, and when he was trying to get his two hundred and the one hundred and fifty k barrage that he was up against. Um, you know, they 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 kept putting in the bowlers, but the batting batting lineup and it's been the same for a number of years now is just subpar. So it'll be interesting. Now we got a we got a really. Uh, tough test coming up over the next six months where obviously conditions are going to be a lot different in India. And then we go to the Ashes where there's been a lot of talk about baseball. So I think that's going to give us a really good indication of where we sit as a nation because it's easy to win at home, but it's a lot more difficult to win away. So um, I, I, I was surprised at how meekly South Africa folded because I thought they would show a bit more spine, but I think the betting markets indicated exactly how it played
2: out. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Tristan. I think those next two test series will actually tell us a lot more about where Australia might sit right now. Jimmy, this is a very, very weak and poor South African test team, and there's two or three guys in their batting lineup who are just not test standard. And, you know, some of them have just, you know, really been very poor, searching for the ball, not really seeing it, not really uh, capable of playing at this level. Um, You know, I think Australia's been very good, but, gee, the opposition is very meek.
1: Uh, Carl Varane is the guy that's probably um, enhanced his reputation, uh, wicketkeeper batsman or batsman wicketkeeper batting in the in the top six. Marco Jansen shows that he's got something. Henrik Noke is amazing and really really good. And beyond that, I mean, poor old Dean Elgar um, may lose the South African captaincy on the back of a very disappointing series and some really bad captaincy, some really um, really poor at different stages. What about? Do you reckon Tristan? So. I mean, it was almost complete domination by Australia, and but but there was a time there. I reckon the the price would have got out for Australia. I think they started at a dollar thirty one. 31. Was there a, a better price you could have got at some stage when they were one for fifty odd South Africa? It was a brave decision from Pat Cummins to win the toss and bowl on that pitch.
0: Oh, for sure, and 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 I think even uh, listening to the commentary throughout the course of that morning, uh the, the South African side did start very very well. They were. There were none for 29, as you say, and then one for 55. And, um, and, and I think the old saying is on Boxing Day in particular, you, you, you win the toss and bat. And if, if you don't win the toss and bat, you think about batting and you think about bowling and still bat. And, and, and I think that that narrative's been built, I think, over the years when we've had a lot of batting captains, you know, where you're, you're Ricky Pondings, you're Alan Borders, you're Steve Wars. Um, and, and obviously, you know, that, that's just been the template for Test Cricket for so long. But when you get a bowler come in there and they see a little bit of uh, energy in the surface and you say, well, we've got these guys on the rope, it's a really aggressive decision to make. But when they're, they've they started well and there didn't appear to be a hell of a lot of movement, the, the questions immediately start to arise. And, and I think at the start of this test, there was still a lot of people that were saying, oh, well, well South Africa, a bit unlucky with the, the wicket that was served up at the Gabba. So there was those doubts over and the market did react to it. It drifted from around about $1.31 out to $1.45. Um and then it shortened up when when the first wicket fell at around about the thirty thirty run mark. And then it drifted out again when the when the, the fir, first stand was going okay. It got out to around about that dollar forty-five mark again. But then when the collapse came, then it just started uh, was all over. The the betting collapsed into about a dollar ten very, very quickly around lunchtime.
1: So the interesting part around that is it wasn't bowling that got them that second wicket. It was fielding. Fielding got them a horrible run out. Um great bit of fielding from Manus Lovershone and then they just continued on from there so so I'm I'm saying that in in terms of this Sydney test match you better give us the market for that one we're not quite sure what the lineup is going to be for Australia but there might be an opportunity to say okay I might wait a little while and perhaps get a better better price for the Australians but you know I understand they're short and justifiably so.
0: Yeah it's, it's a it's a real tricky uh tricky one to price because there is a lot of uncertainty around the the, uh, the the lineups at the moment, but the Aussies are $1.25, the draw six dollars, and South Africa are ten dollars. So they're very very firm. And yes, you know you, you can you can try to um, <laughs> wait wait for a, for a team to drift uh, based on the the action that's in play. But it's always difficult to time that right as well. It's easy in hindsight. So I could have grabbed the dollar but obviously when you see the South Africans cruising like they were, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting time to pull the trigger. So. Um, yeah, the Aussies are very firm, dollar twenty-five. There's going to be a lot of discussion over who makes the side. You'd have to expect, and I think it's been confirmed, Stark won't play, which which will make that decision a lot easier between uh, Hazelwood and Boland. But then, um, I, you know, I'd love to see Michael Neese get another go in the all-rounder spot. You know, he's born in South Africa. I think it would be a great opportunity to play against his home nation. And, uh, and I think he'd acquit himself really, really well particularly after that first test and, and, and a previous test earlier on. So I, I, if I'm the selectors, they're, they're probably the two that I bring in, bring in Hazelwood and Neza, but um, you know, there's still a few queries over all of that.
2: Just on the commentary, um, gentlemen, Ricky Ponting. what a pleasure to listen to him in commentary now. And he's grown into that role over the last two years. In, in my opinion, I think he's an absolute standout now as the number one cricket commentator anywhere in the world and so insightful, especially in test cricket.
1: So humble to go with it too, like yeah. you know, there's a humility to go with about, you know, you know many well, you know many Australian Test eleven of all time, and Ricky Ponting's in it, but you wouldn't know it um, mm. if if you were. Uh, and then the other thing about it is, uh, so insight uh, moment knows the moment, humility, um, and also it's probably going to have a job for another five years because it looks like Channel Seven is going to sign up for the broadcast rights again, which is incredible to think that that is going to happen when they're actually in court with Cricket Australia, around the Big Bash, which brings us to that very neatly. Tristan, how has it been... Like, I think the reception to the Big Bash has improved. TV ratings have gone up from last year. Certainly crowd numbers have gone up from last year as well. Has that reflected in your holds on the games?
0: It has. And and, and I think maybe, um, you know, like, everything's intertwined. You know, like, people can only watch so much cricket or they can only be engaged in so much sport. And I think this time last year, we, we were all very vocal on this show and obviously on our Keeping Watch podcast about how the Big Bash didn't quite hit the mark last year. And I think it was on the back of such high-quality Test cricket as well where everyone was captivated and engaged by the Test cricket. And, and maybe by the time the Big Bash rolled around, it was uh it was time to do something else in the evening where I think it's that, that's probably contributed as well, that the standard's been a lot better. We've had a couple of international players just to see Dre Russ come out here and turn a game like he did last week. That was that was really impressive. And, yeah, the turnover from our perspective has been really good. Um, The Scorchers are, are the favourites now, but it's still a very, very open betting. They're, they're 370. The Hurricanes 420. The Sixers 550. The Strikers $6 and the Renegades 750. The Thunder Ten, so it, it, it's been it's been good. There's it, been some high quality knocks. Um, you know, a couple of players going out there and, and performing, and um, and yeah, I've, I've I've been quite impressed with how the big bash just turned slightly, and the betting turnovers uh, followed with it.
2: You, you, you touch on the um, the broadcast negotiations, and it's uh, there's been some discussion around this over recent years. We're now starting to see the impact of the big streaming services and them wanting to get hold of australian sport and so cbs uh, and they use paramount for their streaming of uh, who own channel 10 clearly uh, came into play with a very significant offer around cricket but it sets a very interesting scene into the next broadcast deal for rugby league uh, because i'm sure that cbs paramount Um, are going to want to be a major player in that. And in the background, we're seeing in the US that uh, both Amazon and Disney uh, have been major players uh, in the NFL market. Um, So it might not all be Foxtel in the future, or it may be because we now have a lot of competition around what the broadcast deal will be and elevating the price.
1: Yeah, Apple got involved in Major League Soccer too. They put on a a 10-year deal as well. Uh, I tell you what, if you are Paramount Plus, you're getting uh, you're sort of left at the bride uh, at the altar, the jilted bride type situation, aren't you? They've they've offered 1.5 billion dollars, but the the problem is that there's a concern around the audience that they bring, and there's also a concern around the technology that they have with Paramount Plus. I think you speak to any A League fan, and they get really disappointed with the uh, the technology that's available to them. Which I think the Paramount have said, yeah, yeah, we'll fix it, we'll fix it. Well, they haven't yet, and um, that's the real concern. Um, All right, uh, just on those, Scorchers, always there, and the Strikers, who will get Travis Head and Alex Carey back. I reckon that's where uh, the bit of value lies in that one for taking out BBL uh, 12. All right, let's have a look at the NFL. Incredible week last week. Some incredible weather last week. I think that was probably the highlight. uh, It certainly had an impact on a number of games. But uh, in the meantime, you better, Jared, run us through... Uh, the positions uh, and give us a, a conference update based on uh, the results coming out of uh, week 16.
2: Well, just quickly on that weather, Jimmy, as you say, it was amazing. I mean, we talked about the game at um, uh, at Cleveland where we only saw 27 points. You know, the total was a very low 32, I think one of the lowest in history. Well, it didn't get to, uh, to that mark. We also saw the Bills on the road. I don't know if you saw the coverage when I got back to um, – Uh, Buffalo, uh, all of their cars were completely covered and submerged in snow. It took a couple of days actually just to get their cars out. So yes, in the the north of America there's been a a massive big dump and we've still got a bit of weather around. I guess the the couple of key uh, uh, outcomes of last weekend uh, we saw Tristan's Lions, a second week on the road, lose to uh, the Panthers down in Carolina, which um, certainly was Well, they were certainly favoured, but it puts a lot of pressure on their last game and their run to try and make the finals. Um, And I guess the other uh, key outcome was the Eagles now um, facing uh, some key outs, a loss to the Cowboys, um, again under a little bit of pressure this week. Um, They still lead the NFC, the Vikings nipping at their heels in number two spot and The form team at the moment, I think, in the NFC is certainly the 49ers and they look like they have a very winnable game again this week. Then in the AFC, we have uh, the Bills sitting on top, the Chiefs number two, the Bengals number three, but we have this cracking game Tuesday, our time, where the Bengals are on the road to Buffalo to play the Bills and that will have such a bearing on who ends up in the number one seed spot.
1: What about the Jaguars? I know they had a change of coach and, you know, um, clearly doing a good job there, but the rise and rise of Trevor Lawrence um, probably been, when you look at the ratings over the last 10 weeks, the best quarterback in the NFL, which is amazing how a franchise Tristan can be transformed on the back of a draft pick that goes right. And we do know that not every draft pick does go right. Oh, it's,
0: it's, it's amazing. And, and, but we've seen that with Cincinnati as well, because you only go back a couple of years ago and how, how they struggled before Joe Burrow came in too. So um, it's it's amazing how important those early round draft picks are. And Trevor Lawrence has been phenomenal. And and, and I think it's the pieces. And, and I think the difficulty for a lot of these young quarterbacks that are selected high in the draft is coming into, uh, in realistic terms, they're always coming into a weak side. And, and the, the O-line is always you know, probably under pressure. That's why we've seen a lot of quarterbacks fail in front of them. So it's trying to get a couple of those pieces that go with it. And the Jaguars have done really, really well. Uh, they've, they've really seemed to have hit their hit their straps and they're improving all the time. I, I think they're going to improve even further in the offseason and be very, very competitive in in the next year, you know, depending on where this year finishes up. And, you know, you've seen something similar with it as, as much as I, uh, I've got a little bit of bias towards it, but Detroit have, 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 have done really well in the draft picks, not necessarily... With the quarterback, but they they brought in some really key pieces to the puzzle, which have allowed a, I wouldn't say a journeyman quarterback in in Jared Goff, but they, they've probably downgraded from Stafford to Goff, and and he's really been able to have a bit more time in the pocket and, and be able to make things happen. So those draft picks are just massively important.
2: Well, and I think the key thing there too, Jimmy, is um, you know the Jaguars were very astute in signing Doug penderson in the off as their new coach. I he had a great winning record at Philadelphia. Uh, he won a Super Bowl. It uh, was a very surprised, uh, uh, I think, league when he was actually sacked and shown the door there 18 months ago. And the other key thing is in he's given Lawrence, a, I, I think, a, a simple basic plan and played to Lawrence's strengths. And, and you're right. I mean, they've turned their season around and, and uh, in strong winning form. I think they had you know, a tricky away game this week. Um, against the Texans. But um, then it all comes down to crunch in the the last week, next week on uh, so many fronts across so many of these teams. The other key thing out of the uh, NFL last week was the Broncos absolutely getting smashed, having 51 put through them by a busted up uh, LA Rams. Uh, And then their coach being sacked the next day and then uh, uh, two more of his staff being sacked. And now the big question is uh, who ends up being the potential coach there uh, and they're going to be encumbered with this horrible deal that they've done with Russell Wilson, given uh, his horrible form.
1: So you mentioned something about time there, Tristan. It's interesting around the quarterbacks and how much time they're allowed to get now before they make an impact on a on a franchise. And and you know it's different for every system, and every system um, uh, has a different reliance on the quarterback. The other thing to say about those two guys, Joe Burroughs in Cincinnati and Trevor Lawrence. Down there in Jacksonville is, you know, what is the value of those two players, who we know now are elite, and we know, you know, Joe, uh, Joe Burrow really elite, um, and and if they went to a big market franchise, and and you start thinking about one of the big New York sides, um, even to a lesser degree, Chicago, and maybe Justin Fields is or isn't the solution there, or, or you know, uh, maybe a, a, a California team, you know, they're they're in two small markets. Um, And that's why you have, you know, Patrick Mahomes signs a 10-year, $250 million deal to keep him at Kansas City because he's a generational talent. But, you know, that's not the decision for the franchise, but that's the decision that the quarterback now has to look at, um, knowing that he's been able to establish himself in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and that's very true. And and I think, obviously, with the news in the last 24 hours of Derek Carr uh, being demoted from the Vegas uh, side, that's obviously... Um, probably an emerging market where I'm I'm certain the the NFL would love to see that one succeed. There's a lot of eyeballs on, on that club as well. So that is going to be uh, an an enormous bidding war I'd suggest for who's going to be the next quarterback. Obviously there's a lot of rumours about Tom Brady going there for that last year and, and um, you know, continuing on with um, with with his offensive coordinator there from, from the Patriots or is one of these uh, quarterbacks that you mentioned a, a chance of going there to, to fill a good spot or does Jimmy G go there? He's obviously on the outs once, um, once, once San Fran get back to full strength. So yeah, it's always a fascinating con- uh, conversation and you know, someone like Joe Burrow does he want to continue on with his legacy at Cincinnati and, and try to win him a Super Bowl? So there's so many different ways to look at it. And, and it's always very interesting times because you see when a couple of dominoes fall, they they, they tend to go pretty quick.
2: Well, the other, other thing that's um, just sitting above everybody in the background is what happens now with, uh, Sean Payton, who uh, you know is very successful at New Orleans, um, he's now eager to get a coaching role next year. There's actually been a little bit of noise this week about whether the uh, the New Orleans Saints are actually back in conversation with him. But you know he's been mentioned around uh, uh, the LA Chargers, um, and you know a couple of other clubs and, and franchises are under a, a fair degree of pressure. So a lot to play out in the next couple of weeks, and. Yes, yeah, it'll be very interesting watch now what happens with uh carr and where he may end up.
1: Yeah. All right, run us through week seventeen, Jared. You better sort out your best. Um, where do you think there's uh, you might have find yourself some
2: value? Well, I'm gonna go with the Houston Texans. Uh Jimmy, yeah, they're sorry. playing it.
1: The... sorry, Jared, I thought you said you're gonna go with the Houston Texans there.
2: I did. I did, Jimmy. Whoa. At the plus four. And, Jimmy, if you wanted to round out the year with a little interest on that, I'd certainly be happy to entertain that. Yes, plus four, 189 at top sport. The Houston Texans are at home. Listen, they've been not winning, but certainly very, very competitive against some very good teams over the last four or five weeks. And Lovey Smith seems to have a knack of getting them very motivated for a game, even though they've had such a horrible losing season. But at home, I thought the plus four was a little bit too high. Uh, Against the Jags and Trevor Lawrence on the road, a very interesting watch. And a bit of pressure on the Jags because they need to keep winning.
1: All right. So we've just spent 15 minutes talking up Trevor Lawrence and you're going to take him on. So I like that. I like that. The Texans at home. Uh, All right. Um, I'm going to go to my best. You know what I did last week? You know I identified seven tips it was at the line. Uh, went with the Bengals. They did it comfortably by half a point, so no worries there. Um, but anyway, there's a, there's another five that I've got this week, um, which I'll I'll get to because you might want to have a lunch bet on this one, guys. But uh, my best bet for the weekend, the Forty Nineers uh, traveling to Las Vegas, eight straight wins for them. Minus nine and a half is the line in that one. My my concern around that is that the Raiders have had twelve one game uh, one score games. This year. So they do like to keep it tight. However, uh, you mentioned the new quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, in there. Um, Markets not really sure how he's going to play. We've got um, a heavy reliance on Josh Jacobs and his running game. And then for San Francisco, we've got the best defense, uh, rush defense in the league. Um, so that's going to be uh, a big one. And then conversely, on the offense, the second highest rating for tight ends in the league comes against the Las Vegas Raiders. So George Kittle is going to have a field day on the back of Brock Purdy, uh, finding him in the backfield. So I'm going to take him on, Tristan. I'm going to take the minus nine and a half, uh, the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Las Vegas. Oh, the, the I'm just looking at this live now, minus 10. <clears throat> and that's gone to 206. So I had minus nine and a half. But where, where are we at with that line, Tristan? We've got to get an umpire's decision on this.
0: Yeah, well, the funny thing, and I think it might be a concern for all the listeners, is I actually had them penciling it as my uh, my best of the week as well. So um, the, the uh, I I didn't like a few of the comments coming out of the uh, the camp from the Vegas uh, side, particularly Devonte Adams, where he uh, suggested that it potentially isn't. Uh, there there aren't too many people happy with the decision in the building. So it'll be interesting how that one plays out. And I think if San Fran can get on top of the Raiders, it might be a big scoreline there. But We've got two options, Jimmy. We've even got either got the minus ten at two oh six or the minus nine and a half at one ninety four. So whichever you would prefer to uh, lock in, you you know we got we got plenty of alternate lines on every game at Top Sport. There's eight lines always available to pick and choose from.
1: Dollar ninety four minus nine and a half. Thanks, mate.
0: That's locked in. So yeah, so, well I'm in. I'm going to pick one slightly different then just to to give us a, a couple of different options for for raising some funds. I'm I'm going to go down to uh to the to Lambeau Field where Green Bay take on Minnesota and there's a lot of momentum now building for Green Bay to make uh make a charge to the playoffs, which could all culminate into a game against Detroit in the last game of the season. I touched on last week. I think Minnesota is starting to wobble a little bit. I think they they've locked in their position in the playoffs now, and I think Green Bay have got so much to play for. So I'm going to take the minus three and a half at a dollar ninety six for Green Bay, and Jesus, it'll create an enormous storyline. If it comes down to the Detroit Green Bay match in uh,
2: week in the final week of the season, well, uh, Tristan, I'll uh, have a little lunch bet interest with you there. I'm uh, I'm going to jump on the Vikings uh, going to Lambo. A little bit of a challenge, but uh, I think three and a half is a bit too big, so I'll uh, I'll go with the the Vikings to just keep on that winning way and make it very nice and close with the plus three and a half. Sounds
1: Here good. we go, first lunch bet of the. Uh, day today. Uh, now, as we record, we probably won't get a chance. But the Cowboys against the Titans. I like the Cowboys at the minus fourteen. Now, you had an additional one to this. If we were able to get this podcast up, so uh, and and just to let you know, <laughs> listeners, I've backed it. Okay. So, Jared, all care and all
2: responsibility. Yes, yes, that's, uh, that's uh, well, it should blow the price out now that you're on, Jimmy. But uh, the Dallas Cowboys, I like C.D. Lamb any time touchdown. Uh, he was two twenty five when we were talking uh, half an hour ago. He's now into around two ten, I think. Still think that's a great price. And uh, maybe you could couple that up with um, uh, Elliot, Jimmy. There's a nice little uh, double for you. But uh, yeah, I did like C.D. Lamb and and certainly I think the Cowboys there, I mean, it's already minus, what is it, um, 14 or something now. Um, it, it's really blowing out. The Titans look like they're going to have at least 10 outs. Um, and, you know, I think the Cowboys, uh, you know, rack up a bit of a route here.
1: Yeah, no, I smashed that C.D. Lamb option. That's probably why it's come in a, a little bit on that one. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the minus three at home against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, any interest?
2: Uh, yes, I'll go with the Panthers, Jimmy.
1: You'll go the Panthers, okay? I will. Okay. Uh, I just like to make note of that. And now, is this for this year or for next year? Where Where are we going? Is this for the new ladder? Uh, well, they will be played in the new year, yeah, so we, yeah. we we better
2: go with the new year.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. Now, the other game that I I had a look at, uh, the Denver Broncos travel to arrowhead uh the minus 13 and a half the chiefs at $2.5 anyone
2: so you're with the chiefs are you
0: i'm at the minus 13 and a half
2: no no i think the chiefs might do a number there
0: yeah, i'm with you jimmy Jesus, this is a worry i i, I just think Denver, they looked like shot ducks there last week
1: absolutely uh and then the final one that i looked at and i thought i know they're going to a cold climate but but they did play well a couple of weeks ago against the Bills, I can't believe Jared's not all over his Miami Dolphins plus three against the New England Patriots.
2: So you're going with the uh, with the Dolphins, are you, I'm
1: going with your Dolphins.
2: Uh, you're aware that their uh, quarterback is now out. Yeah, that's fine. You're a dear. I'm happy to take you on there too, Jim. Righto. Okay.
1: I'll have. I've got LB here, not linebacker but lunch bet, <laughs> uh, just to just to clarify. All right, we're locked and loaded there. So uh, our three best, uh, you've gone the Houston Texans plus four.
2: I have.
1: Uh, the, the 49ers minus nine and a half, and Tristan really liked that one as well. And what was your other one for the punters, <clears throat> Tristan?
0: I went Green Bay minus three and a half, just to make a very, very massive clash for the week, last week of the season. Uh, there you go. All right, we like that.
1: All right, gents, let's get to a bit of racing. Uh, big weekend for you, Tristan, um, because of the Saturday racing and, of course, New Year's Day racing on the Sunday as well. What have you found for us, Jared?
2: Jimmy, there's a really nice horse for uh, Australian bloodstock. They've got a real knack of finding these imports. And we've seen over recent weeks Nugget put three wins back to back. Well, another one called Kettle Hill stepped out in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago. Looked an absolute good thing beaten. Uh, it goes around this week at Ranwick Race nine, number three, Kettle Hill. Um, hopefully the price might blow out a little bit. I think it's been, you know, 3.10 or 3.30 into uh, 2.30 in the last 24 hours. So certainly a lot of market confidence around it. If we go to top fluck. We might get something a little bit better than that uh, come Saturday afternoon. So Ranwick race nine, number three, Kettle Hill looks a very smart horse.
1: All right, Tristan. Now, have you got have you got any number uh, any horses in that huge stable of yours that are running around over the course of the weekend?
0: No, I don't have any. We, we had uh, Summer Love and a patrol yesterday, though, and it was very, very nice. It uh, ran very nicely up there at the Gold Coast at a little hit out before the big race in two weeks' time. And did, uh, it, ping, hey, did, it, did it ping the gates? It did. It, it ping. It didn't ping the gates. It left a lot better than it has previously. Jumped to the lead. Carried 10 kilos more than any other horse in the field and won by two links and uh, was very, very impressive and uh, went away quite nicely. So uh, I think that puts it in perfect uh, stead coming into the big race there at Magic Moons. Not going to do anything now. It's it's going to have a little summer break like Jimmy over the next couple of weeks and get ready for the for the big day at, uh, at the Magic Moons in a couple of weeks' time. But I'm, I'm going to take us just somewhere for a little tip here on Saturday Mooney Valley the uh, uh the track down south we don't have a lot of luck at Mooney Valley as a bookmaking organization generally what they back is very very hard to beat at that venue and I'm going to take us to race eight number four for Suto um it's been 4.40 into four dollars I think it's going to start a bit shorter come race day so I'm going to pop something on that for uh for Pass It On Clothing there uh and the all-important staking plan I'm just going to I know $4 is generally an each-way price for Jimmy, but I'm going to stick it all on the nose.
1: Okay. Uh, Very brave of you. Uh, Very brave of you. All right, I'm going to go to Doomben. So we're all over the place. Doomben race two on Saturday. Well found in the market, uh, but this was the tip. This might be an anchor point for some of your multis if you want to put this into your um, 49ers minus nine and a half. But race two, number two, sovereign fund, second start with Jamie Car for P&P Snowden. Opened at $1.85, got to $1.90, but now the market has come and uh, are all over it. So um, this was the the issue. There was the favourite that had uh, sunsource. There's a concern around sunsource, but uh, one well on debut. Um, Looks set for the two-year-old race. So $1.75. Get the top sport top up, and I boosted up to $1.84. And so, around that, the all-important staking plan on this one, I'm going to go $100 on the nose. So, yeah.
0: It's the best of the best from all around the country and the world. you got James Orman, one of the best up here in Queensland, Jamie Carr and J Mack out of the three four runners in the field, and then Martin Harley, over from Ireland, he's been very, very impressive up here in Queensland as well. So only a very small field, but I'm certain there'll be four very, very good rides in that race. So yeah, we'll
2: lock that in. Race two, number two, sovereign fun. That's that's uh, that's a big effort, Jimmy. That might beat your uh, your best of the year at dollar forty five, probably by Saturday. That, that's bullshit. It
1: was a dollar seventy when I put it on, and you know it. You, just because you missed the price and I didn't. Don't start that start that shit. All right, on that bombshell. And a a happy bloody new year to you too. (laughs) Um, Hey boys, uh, and to all the listeners, uh, a big thank you for your um, support during the course of the year. It's been great fun. Uh, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And also um, as a bonus, raising a a whole heap of cash for the Pass It On Clothing Charity. And that's all because of Tristan and the team at Top Sport. So a big thank you to you guys. So uh, yeah, enjoy your new year uh, and we'll do it again uh in uh, in uh,
0: 2023 yeah, absolutely God. it's been a fantastic year it's been a pleasure being involved and uh thanks for all your efforts throughout the year back in plenty of winners and i just got to try to lift my game in the new year for some lunch bets to try to uh, raise even more cash
2: yes now all, all the best to everybody and thank you again tristan for all your support and uh jimmy i look forward to starting the new year with a, a 3 and 0 on the lunch bet score bullshit oh, All right, there we go. Happy New Year, everyone.
1: Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com.